0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today our guest is Dr. Tuhin Zermani. Dr. Vermani received a combined MD-PhD at UT Southwestern Medical School in Dallas, Texas. His doctored thesis explored the physiologic mechanisms of synaptic chemical neurotransmission. After neurology residency at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, he completed a clinical research fellowship in movement disorders at Columbia University in New York. At Columbia, he became interested in studying the causes of freezing of gait and Parkinson's disease, and he completed a, a clinical, patho, clinical pathologic study under the mentorship of Dr. Stanley Fahn and Jean Paul Vonsitel. Dr. Vermani has continued to focus his research on gait and neurodegenerative disorders since joining the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in 2013, where he is co-director of the Movement Disorders Program. He runs a state-of-the-art gait lab with the goal of developing predictive algorithms for pre-symptomatic detection gait impairment that would allow development and testing of therapeutic options for patients with these debilitating diseases. Dr. Vermani, thank you for joining me on the show today.
0: Thank you for having me. So I'm
1: just going to... Absolutely. Um, I'm really glad to have you on the show, and I'm hoping maybe you can do a future show um, based off of that pre-symptomatic um, detection gate stuff. Um, sure, but let's get started do. with these questions for for today, and, and uh, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you about that later. Sure. Um, so how did you get involved with HD?
0: So uh, Huntington's disease is one of the many movement disorders that we treat in our clinic, and as part of my Uh, clinical fellowship at Columbia, Um, I learned from some of the best people in the field. Um, They've had a Huntington's Disease Clinic uh, for many years, probably one of the first in the country, and they have a weekly clinic. So we had the opportunity to um, see Huntington's Disease patients and learn about how to care for them. And when I came down to Arkansas, um, the goal was to set up a similar uh, type of clinic here so that we could uh, serve the population of patients in the state of Arkansas as well.
1: That's great. I'm so glad that you did it. So the Movement Disorders Clinic at University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences recently started a monthly HD clinic and can you tell us a little bit about it?
0: Sure, um, we started i think it's almost it's been a year now. I think we started in February of twenty eighteen um We have a clinic every uh third Monday of the month in the afternoon um where the at least two out of our three movement disorder specialists uh see patients with Huntington's disease only, so only uh new or follow up uh Huntington's disease patients are scheduled during that period in the afternoon. Um, and we have uh, the, the the goal was to, since a lot of our patients travel from far away, uh, since univers since UAMS or University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences is the only um, uh, academic university in the state, uh, a lot of patients travel from two, three, four hours from the corners of the state to come see us. So we wanted to be able to provide. All the services that they needed in one visit, since especially in huntington 's disease, it can be difficult to travel so um we see them as the movement disorders trained providers um, we have a social worker in clinic with us uh, we have therapy services available uh, to assess uh patients' needs, whether that's related to speech problems, swallowing problems, or whether they need a New wheelchair or whether they need to transition to a m- mobility device, we have people available in clinic to make all those assessments without having to make repeat visits um Additionally, we have a nutritionist to, as weight loss is a big problem in Huntington's disease, so we have someone advising mm-hmm. patients on adequate caloric intake and things like that.
1: That's amazing, so, uh, you know just having everybody kind of right there available
0: right. Yeah, it's really, the patients really appreciate it too. And um, I think it, it helps um, them to be able to s- learn about all aspects of their disease um, in, in, you know, in one setting as opposed to having to go to different parts of the campus. Everything is done right in that same area.
1: That's wonderful. And so let me ask um, as far as the genetic testing process, can the clinic help with that as well?
0: Yes definitely and um we we do we ourselves do significant counseling um for patients or rather people uh, before um, we would proceed with genetic testing uh, depending on whether we feel uh, our counseling was adequate or or based on our perception of whether um we feel that the person we're counseling um understands all the aspects of being tested for you know a degenerative disorder that changes your life once you get the diagnosis and it is a definitive diagnosis given a genetic test um we mm-hmm. can al- we also have a geneticist who works with us closely and a genetics counselor and so uh we can refer uh further to, for further counseling prior to testing if needed but we are also course, able to uh, order the testing ourselves if we decide that our counseling uh, we feel is adequate at the time.
1: That's amazing, and and this clinic is held. You said um, one time a month on a on the third Monday of every month.
0: Right. Yeah. For now, we're um, I think with the current population that we have, although it's slowly expanding, um, we we feel that the one half day a month has been adequate, but we have the ability to expand that further um, should the population, should our population grow enough to need that.
1: Um, What about research? Do you guys get people involved in research and clinical trials as well?
0: Uh, Yes, we do, um, especially um, counsel patients on the the. Research trials that are ongoing in Huntington's disease, whether they're clinical trials or just the monitoring uh, trials like Enroll HD, uh, that's ongoing. Uh, we're not currently a site for any of those trials, but we are working towards that goal as we now have several clinical trials that are running smoothly at our center. Um, Dr. Dahl is one of our clinical trialists who joined us two years ago, and we are uh, actively seeking to recruit. Uh, trials here. Um, As far as my gate research, we are planning now that we have a bigger population of patients being seen by us since the clinic started a year ago to start um, a, a kind of a monitoring study, not really a clinical trial. We're not testing any drugs, but just to monitor how the disease progresses Especially in regards to walking um, in, in Huntington's disease, which has not really been explored much before.
1: No, and I definitely would love to do a show with you on that and um, and mm. your research on that. I think that's a wonderful thing that you're looking into and definitely something that needs to be looked into. Um, you know, especially with the disease being so different in, in people and you know the different stages, but you still deal with such individual issues. Especially with um, gait, right. you know. I know my father. My father um, has really bad balance, but he doesn't have a ton of Korea. Um, you uh-huh. know, as to where somebody else may have a ton of Korea and and that could contribute, or um, the dystonia could contribute. So I think your research is going to be just wonderful um, for the Huntington's community.
0: Right. And you raise a really interesting point there, if you don't mind, that you know only about 60% of Patients actually have uh, chorea, especially at the time of diagnosis, and so often, because of that, the, if you know if someone is not trained to recognize Huntington's disease, the disease may go longer than needed undiagnosed. and so if we can find other ways to you know diagnose it earlier or rather see it earlier and get the diagnostic test. Um, that may help as well. Make sure people get cared for when they are very functional.
1: Yes, which is such a huge issue right now. I, I, you know, as yeah. you said, this is we need those tools to kind of get us um, those diagnosis that diagnosis early. Um, when you know, right now it doesn't seem that's a, available. So I'll be very interested to hear more about your research and. Um, We'll definitely do another show on that um, so we can focus on it. Um, But as far as your clinic, uh, so how Mm -hmm. would somebody make an appointment at your clinic?
0: Sure. Um, So I I think we provided you with the numbers, of course, but um, anybody can call uh, the appointment center. I think the number is 501-526-5443 and learn more about it. But since, um, we are a referral service. Often, we do end up needing a primary care physician or or neurologist taking care of the patient, referring into the center, um, so that uh, more for insurance-related issues, so patients don't get you know stuck with a bill or something. But now that we have this standalone protected time for Huntington's patients, we are usually able to get new patients in you know within a very reasonable time frame you know within the next cycle which is once a month um and then if needed if we find that there's something urgent that uh pops up in the referral then we can always schedule we we have we see patients in the clinic you know 5 days a week so we can always schedule in urgent appointments uh, within a week or two actually if needed, uh, outside the clinic, and then integrate the the patients into the clinic for future appointments.
1: That's wonderful. Um, And and I'm just so glad that you have this clinic available now uh, to our families in Arkansas. Um, Do you know of any other resources in Arkansas that would be available for patients and families that are affected by Huntington's?
0: Yes, actually, there's a very active chapter of the Huntington's Disease Society uh, in Arkansas, and um, they do a yearly walk, um, actually, over at the Clinton Library. Um, We've been involved for the past two years. I think they usually uh, do the walk in September, but it's, it's a good time there's lots of family activities it's actually done in the evenings and uh, everybody wears their glow sticks and walks over the the Clinton bridge um at the center down there so um definitely people can look up their website i think it's hdsa.org and get connected with Cindy Hillier who's the the uh director of the uh group uh, down here and i think she has a monthly uh support group which we're trying to expand to other parts of the state as well.
1: Now, when somebody comes into the clinic, are they able to get that information? Do you have that information available to them as far as the support group and everything? Okay, great.
0: Yes. yes. We we hand that um, out. We have actually information from the HDSA as well that we hand out, especially to uh, newly diagnosed families. That's wonderful.
1: Well, I don't want to keep you. I know you're really busy. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with with us today, Um, and I hope that you have a wonderful day.
0: All right. Thank you as well, and have a good day too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.